Grandfather of Chaos Magic and pioneer of the sigils now popular in contemporary witchcraft, Austin Ozomanspeh is an influential figure in Western esoteric thought. He also conceptualized a non-dual state of fertile void to be accessed as a source of magic power and has been associated to shamanic practices. Welcome to an episode on Austin Ozmanspeh and his influence on contemporary magic practicing traditions. Hello everyone! I'm Dr. Angela Puka and welcome to my symposium. I'm a Religious Studies PhD and a University Lecturer and this is your online resource for the academic study of magic, esotericism, witchcraft, shamanism, paganism and all things occult. This video is a collaboration with my lovely friend and colleague Dr. Justin Sledge, host of the channel Esoterica. Dr. Sledge focuses his scholarly attention on the philosophical foundations of topics in Western esotericism, including magic, Kabbalah, alchemy and hermeticism. So make sure to check out his video first as he tackles a broad overview of Austin Osman's pair and his esoteric thought, whereas I will be focusing on its relation to Western esotericism, chaos magic and shamanism. On to our topic now. The artist and occultist Austin Osmanspeh is possibly, along with figures such as Aleister Crowley, among the most influential magical thinkers of the 20th century, thanks to his emphasis on the centrality of the unconscious and its manipulation in magic. Spare was a seminal influence on the late 20th century chaos magic movement, becoming also a legendary figure to occult readers thanks to the mythologized account of his life circulated by his younger friend and associate Kenneth Grant. Spare was an associate of Aleister Crowley for a short time and in 1909 became a probationer in Crowley's post-Golden Dawn Magical Order the AA or Argenteum Astrum. But they eventually parted ways and Spare left the AA, not having progressed from probationer to the first grade of neophyte. Crowley wrote on Spare's probationer card an artist cannot understand organization or would have passed. Huh, Crowley, Crowley, a nicer guy you couldn't find. Spare rejected Crowley's style of ceremonial magic, preferring a more freeform, psychologically oriented style of magic that leveraged on the unconscious. That's because he deemed the unconscious to be all-powerful, but to reach that power one has to bypass the conscious mind. Spare would try to accomplish this by deliberately forgetting wishes, believing that this would bury them into the unconscious and give them power. He was clearly being influenced by the psychological ideas of how complexes and neuroses are formed, as well as the Freudian return of the repressed. Spare even claimed that Freud had used some of his ideas and that he had received a letter from Freud deferring to his greater genius. As Phil Baker explains, Spare's central method of communicating with the unconscious was through the use of sigils. 
These are graphic occult signs, similar to the seals used to represent and evoke demons, angels, planets, and other entities, a well-established tradition in Western magic. Yet, spare sigils were not fixed seals, but graphic signs crafted by the magician. They are created by writing a wish in a simplified and affirmative form, removing the duplicate letters and combining those that were left into a design which was to be imprinted on the mind and then forgotten. Spare's inspiration for sigils was the artist's monogram, a stylized design of an artist's initials. This manipulation of the mind was the key to magic for Spare, as reported in his major work, The Book of Pleasure, Self-Love, The Psychology of Ecstasy, self-published in 1913. Spare's view of magic is an example of the psychologizing tendency of 20th century magic that we also find in Crowley's 1904 edition of the Goetia of Solomon the King, where he explains that spirits are really portions of the brain, so a spirit said to bring treasure is supposedly the part of the brain that governs business abilities. Spare's ideas of spirits and familiars extended to obsessions and automata, obsessions being derived from the spiritualist idea of obsession, when the obsessing entity or force is still separate as opposed to possession when the entity or force has taken over, and the concept of automata from the work of French psychologist Pierre Genet. Depriving spirits and demons of their ontological independence, meaning of an existence in their own right and on their own accord, to turn them into human projection or archetype of sort, leads to new potential implications. Within such a framework, it's easy to infer that if deities don't exist outside of our mind's construction of them, then they are made up by us. This also means that if what matters is the archetypal energy one entity brings about, then I can make up my own deities based on my personal associations and individual correspondences. So if I had to deal with an acquaintance or a co-worker who's sucking the life out of me with their negative inclinations, and I associate that act to vampirism, I could employ Buffy the Vampire Slayer as my deity to push against the influence that person has over me. Well, that's pretty much what happens in Chaos Magic with the idea that deities are instrumental, and you can even make up your own, as long as they allow you to source from that specific unconscious energy you want to employ by leveraging on individual associations and correspondences. Baker explains that in the Book of Pleasure, Spare also wrote about the concept of Kia, something akin to the Tao and the Jungian Pleroma. The Kia is both a fertile void behind or above all being and something which can be tuned into as a higher state of consciousness, offering the non-duality of what Spare called the free or atmospheric I. Spare's ontology paired the Kia with the Zos, the bodily animal self with which he identified, and one way of uniting the Zos and the Kia in practice was the death posture, a quasi-yogic relaxation position, almost certainly deriving its name from the yoga term shavasana, or corpse pose. 
So we have seen so far that the three major contributions to chaos magic from Spa's thought are the practice of sigil, the psychologizing of spirits and entities that may lead to even tailoring your own deities based upon your intended purpose, the rejection of ceremonial structures, and the concept that the source of true magical power is achievable by reaching a higher non-dual state of consciousness. The latter conjures to mind ecstatic experiences that are commonly included as essential in shamanic journeying, and indeed there have been speculations as to whether Spa's view of magic could be considered akin to that of shamanism, more specifically to the Western-born tradition of core shamanism. In an interesting analysis on the matter, Christopher J. Miles argues that considering Spa's thought as shamanistic is somewhat a misrepresentation of the theories presented in his work because he is never claimed to have drawn inspiration from shamanism or to be a shaman himself. The material published by Kenneth Grant after Spare's death has emphasized and in some cases created a new perspective on Spare that sees his link with witchcraft as fundamental to his entire belief system and further as a link back to an American Indian sorcery. Other writers have relied upon Grant's depiction of Austin Osman Spare and saw his alleged magic teacher, Mrs. Patterson's, who apparently also deflowered him, great way to learn stuff, Austin, along with his perception of witchcraft and the spirit guidance of an Amerindian sorcerer, as reasons to relate spare to Western constructions of shamanism, particularly that of Harner's core shamanism, which advocates for shamanism as a universal proto-religion based on a series of transcultural techniques. However, Miles argues, there's not enough evidence of any sound connection between Spa's concept of magic and shamanic practices. Indeed, techniques of ecstasy hold an important but ambiguous place in Spa's system of magical practices. The death posture is, for instance, a one-time-only technique that frees the Kia in an ecstasy of self-love. Once someone has experienced this state, it is ever open to them. Yet, there are other quite simple ways of reaching the state of vacuity that Spa's magical practice of sigilization necessitates. Tennis and smoking are a couple, for example. Furthermore, Spa's spiritual journey is not like the shamanic journey, where you travel to the upper, the middle or the lower world. This would be considered by Spare as fostering that sense of duality and separation that is necessary to overcome in order to reach the unity between the Zos and the Kia. So this is more a journey back to a higher self than a journey to explore the spirit realms. Spare's conceived unity between the Zos and the Kia is also defined as the journey of neither-neither, as it goes beyond dualisms and separations of mundane lower self-living. It would be possible to adopt a metaphorical interpretation and see the journey to the neither-neither as a way of healing oneself, for it grants, according to Spare, the true freedom of self-love. But even employing this more healing-oriented interpretation, such a journey would still present dissimilarities with Harner's description of shamanic journeying, which is more aimed at gaining power and knowledge from the spirit realm in order to help and heal others 
others rather than journeying towards a non-dual state to achieve one's own higher state. This is it for today's video. Don't forget to check out Dr. Sledge's companion video over to Esoterica. You can find it linked in a pinned comment. And as for you, my kind viewer, if you like my content and want me to keep the academic fun going, please consider supporting my work with a one-off PayPal donation by joining memberships or my inner symposium on Patreon, where you will get access to our Discord server, monthly lectures, and lots of other perks depending on your chosen tier. And if you did like this video, don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, activate the notification bell so that you will never miss a new upload from me, and as always, stay tuned for all the academic fun. <laughs> Bye for now.